Hi, and welcome to another edition of Jim on the Air. I'm Jim Sriani, your host, your host with the most, your hostess with the mostest. And I am contractually obligated to say that every single time. And I'm contractually obligated to use that joke every single time until I come up with something new. <laughs> but if you believe that, I also have, I might have a bridge to sell you as well. But at any rate, welcome to the show. I'm very excited to have uh, my guest on today. Uh, my guest uh, for this time around is Esteban Ramirez. And Esteban uh, lives here locally in the Santa Barbara area. And he will be presenting a concert coming up later in September. And um, the uh, the title of his show is Esteban Ramirez Romance Tour, and um, it's, it'll be <laughs> he's laughing a little bit. Um, it, it'll be him and his quartet ensemble, which will combine his mastery of the acoustic grand piano, interspersed with uh, select poetry readings to inspire the senses. And um, I'm going to stop talking and let him explain more about the show and what it's all about. And uh, I'll. But before I do that, uh, real quick, um, just to get the business out of the way, if you'd like to uh, see the concert, it is coming up in September, September 17th at 7 p.m. It'll be at Center Stage Theater. And for tickets and info, you can call 963-0408 or area code 805-963-0408. Or you can go online and buy tickets online at uh, centerstagetheater.org. That's Center Stage Theater, all one word, centerstagetheater.org. And theater is spelled E-R, as opposed to the R-E. That's <laughs> centerstagetheater.er.org for tickets. And uh, welcome to Jim on the Air, Esteban. It's great to have you with us today. Hey, Jim. Glad to be here. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me here. Oh, it's my pleasure. Um, so tell us a little bit about, well, let's tell us a little bit about your, uh, your background, um, what, what led you to music in the first place? So um, it was a uh, collusion of my mom and sister. Um, I, I was a very hyperactive kid. So if I went shopping with my mom as a little child, I'm the kind of kid that was gonna be going around playing in the clothes racks and getting completely lost. So um, my mom and my oldest sister colluded and say, you know what? What if we gave Esteban some piano lessons? Maybe it'll calm him down. Maybe it'll keep him focused. And I was fortunate enough to have a piano teacher down the block from where I lived. Her name was Mrs. Montgomery. And I started taking piano lessons. Um, and sure enough, I took to it. Hey, lo and behold, a few decades later, I'm still playing the piano. <laughs> oh, wow, that's awesome. I, I wish I had stuck to piano. My my parents kind of did the same thing. I was kind of, you know, sort of similar. And um, I took piano lessons, uh, I think, early on, like age seven or so. Um, but I didn't stick with it. I wish I had. Uh, but I'm glad you did. It, and um, Yeah, some people really love it, and some people... Um, you know, they say, ah, oh, it's okay, I'll go on to something else. So um, I was one of those that just kind of stuck to it. And and actually, maybe the better way to say it is that the music stuck to me. Uh-huh. Now, were you uh, classically trained, or how? what kind of training did you have? Well, um, I took piano lessons uh, from the age of 10 all the way through 18. And it was classical music. Uh, it was... Right. Um, 
you know the the typical the you know the Mozart and the, the Bach, scales and and Beethoven and um, at some point when I graduated from high school, I really didn't want to study it because I had already been composing uh, my own music and uh -huh. uh, it seemed like studying music was going to take the fun out of it for me. Uh, I just wanted to enjoy it and do my own creations and um, that's kind of the extent of, of my training. And so when did you start composing? At about what age? Um, literally, I think it was at the age of 11. So okay. I was playing the piano and then I came across this little melody um, that I created. And then I put some words to it. And it was one of those aha moments. It was like, huh. So this is where radio gets its music from, from people like me. Oh, it's not just a little uh, band inside the radio that... Right, right. <laughs> you know, you know, you're 11 years old, right? So you're, you don't really realize that yeah. people create this music. You know, your, your exposure, at least my exposure to music was, you. it comes out of the radio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the extent of it. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, I think that, I think a lot of us, I think most people, you know, when you're growing up, it's just music is just there and it doesn't right. occur to you at, at a young age that you know people have to put it together <laughs> exactly i didn't get that it was at that when i was 11 years old i i remember it, it was like wow that's interesting so people actually write this yeah yeah <laughs> now um that first piece that you wrote when you were 11 so that that was just a couple of years ago, two or three years oh, ago. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> will no, you no, that, will you that perform was quite that? Far away. <laughs> <laughs> will you perform that piece during the concert, or, or do no? You, you know do what? It was it was a little ditty. I mean, I put words to it. I don't even remember it. Uh -huh. um, and it was just my first little uh, step into a world that I had no idea existed about composing music wow now um you have several albums now is that correct right i have three albums out in the market so um okay. one of them is serenade to the moon which is all piano solo and that was the first one i put out um then the second one um is welcome home which is mostly piano solo but it has four tracks with piano and cello um, and then the third one, which is Fly With Me, um, which um, has some piano solo, but also some ensemble pieces with um, clarinet, violin, um, and oboe. And oboe. And now I understand you have, a, you have a quartet that's playing with you, is that correct? Right, right. So this is really exciting. Um, yeah, so tell so... us about your, the musicians. So um, the musicians, I mean, there's a, fl a flute player, a violin player, a clarinet player, and a cello player. And of course, um, me playing the piano. And this is actually gonna be my first, um, not this concert, I'm giving another concert prior to that, but um, my first time actually performing, touring with this ensemble. And it's all my music um, with just different voices, just different instrumental voices accenting. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm used to performing publicly with just me and a cello player, but I wanted to step it up. 
Um, and this ensemble is going to be really exciting for me because um, it's it's live. It's 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 a there are more instruments involved and there's more voices and there's more color um, to the melodies and uh, looking forward to sharing that with people. Oh, very cool. Awesome. And I'm chatting with uh, Esteban Ramirez. Um, Esteban is getting ready to do a concert at uh, Center Stage Theater and it's called Esteban Ramirez Romance Tour. And uh, for ticket information, you can log on to centerstagetheater.org for tickets or you can also uh, do tickets the old-fashioned way and call the box office at 805-963-0408. That's 805-963-0408 for tickets. And the concert is September 17th at 7 p.m. again at Center Stage Theater. Uh, so Esteban, tell us a bit about your process when you're writing music. How, What inspires you? How, how, how does it all begin for you when you are creating a, a piece? So it, it happens in different ways. I mean, I could see something that I'm really inspired or moved by. Uh, it could be a sunset. It could be um, a, a day in the mountains. And and then this mood strikes me and I want to be able to interpret that particular experience or scene instrumentally. Um, other times I'm literally at the piano just improvising. Um, you know, getting the vibes from the air and sometimes I'll stumble onto this melody that I really like and then um, I create a piece out of it. Uh, those are probably the two ways um, that the music comes to me. Um, and then sometimes I finish the piece real quick and sometimes it takes me several weeks to kind of polish it. Now, do uh, does some of your music, is it mostly instrumental or do you also have lyrics or a combination of? Uh, it's all instrumental. So it's uh, neoclassical piano based, and then you have the ensemble that does more of the supporting voices. I used to write lyrics when I was a teenager, <laughs> but I'm a horrible lyric songwriter. I, oh. I, I, my mind just doesn't, or my fingers don't want to go where my mind wants to go. Um, oh, interesting, yeah. But with, with instrumental music, um, there's such a, oh, 88 keys worth of range that mm. you can explore these melodies. And I think that my heart just said, you know, this is where you really thrive creatively. And, and I, I continue to pursue this instrumental uh, pathway. Pathway. But um, but I understand that some of the evening uh, for the concert, there's some poetry that'll be read. Is it? Yes, original? another really exciting part that I like. So um, I, for whatever reason, and I don't know, I like poetry. Um, I think going back to college time, I just would write really bad poetry back then. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, you know, I started playing the piano, right, and writing music. And there's this creative part of me that wanted to interpret my pieces through poetry. So, um, so each piece that I play, that I record, has a poem by the same name. Now, I'm not going to read a poem for every piece at the concert. Uh, I'm just going to read maybe like four poems. 
uh, but it's going to be accompanied by um, after I read the poem by the uh, piece by the same name, and uh, it's just another different creative expression. So uh, when people listen to the poetry, it, it tells the story about the the inspiration or the visualization of of that particular piece. And then um, they get segued into actual performance. So, so they listen to the actual music, and they know poetically what went on in my mind or what goes on in my mind when I play that piece. Oh, okay, so so the the poem would be recited first, and then the piece would be played following it. That... Correct. Correct. Oh, okay. And it's really cool. I mean, I like it because um, poetry. Uh, you know, poetry touches different senses in the brain. Uh, you know, you have your auditory, but uh, when you say words um, in a poetic way, um, it's a whole different part of your brain that is is really thinking about these images um, and and experiencing my creative kind of process in a different way. So anyway, I'm really excited about it. Yeah, that, no, that's, that's very cool. <laughs> Now, um, is your music available for purchase, like on your website, or if folks wanted to listen to it, you know, prior to the concert, is there a way to do that? Yeah, uh, you can um, listen to it on uh, mo most major streaming services. You know, Spotify, uh, Amazon Music, Apple Music, um, and um, uh, at my concerts, I sell the CDs for those people who still either buy CDs or collect them. Uh, surprisingly, uh, people still like to buy them, um, oh, and you can take a listen. Now, interestingly, you can also go to my website because some of the ensemble pieces, which are new arrangements, um, are on my website um, under the music tab, I believe, and you can actually listen to what you'll be listening to at the concert. Okay. and. Um, we should uh, point out that your website is uh, descanso-music.com. Correct. D-E-S-C-A-N-S-O-music.com. And, um, and they can purchase your music on the website? Uh, not on the website. You'd have to go online to, to download it. Oh, to, uh, if, to either Amazon or something. Right, right. So, um, yeah, if you download your music and you have your your playlist at home mm -hmm. um that's the way you can purchase it um that or you can add it to an existing playlist if you actually want a hard copy cd um the only way right now to get it is by going to the concert and purchasing it after the concert oh and they'll be available they'll the be concert. available yep at the concert yeah right. and then and i can uh, autograph them for you oh very good <laughs> awesome and then um uh Oh, so, but um, now, is this concert also promoting your fourth album? Is that correct? Well, interestingly enough, Jim, um, I am working on my fourth album, so it's not released yet. Oh, okay. uh, but some of the pieces I'm going to be playing at the concert are going to be some of the new pieces that are going to be included in the fourth album. Oh, okay. So um, a combination of, of your previous work and then some of the new ones that'll be on the Right, show. right. So some of the classics, some of the tried and true and some of the new ones. Now, um, for, for somebody who might not be familiar with your music, how, how do you describe your music to someone who's learning about you for the first time? 
Um, okay, so if you like classical music, right, um, it's a little similar, but it's new. Um, I hate to describe it this way, but um, one term could be bubblegum classical music. I like that bubblegum. <laughs> but you mean like, so, like the classical music that people are familiar with that, you know, like the the go-to music that people are already familiar with? Like, like Right. So so um, you have uh, like, let's say, for example, Vivaldi and his Four Seasons. Okay. And yeah. There's some really great violin jams on that. But Vivaldi takes it differently. I would have taken it a much more kind of rhythmic way um and i remember when i was when i was um taking piano lessons and i would be doing a mozart piece or i'd be doing a a um a vivaldi piece and i so like you know oh i really would love for this piece to have done something differently uh anyway fast forward so i write pieces that are very classical in nature but they have a modern spin to them. Um, they're, they tend to be four minutes-ish long, sometimes five, sometimes three and a half minutes. Um, and um, I, I'm not tied down to just a strict kind of classical style or imitating the classical style, uh, but going to a, a place where it's, it's classical, but very melody-driven. And, oh, okay. and there's melody that continues to be repeated in, in, throughout the pieces that I play. Oh, okay. okay. So, I, I mean, I don't know if that makes sense. No, to, that does. Totally. But um, Makes sense to me. <laughs> but, but, I, but I like it. I like it. In, and, um, uh, you know, I have this piece called uh, Wings of an Angel. And it's a very, very somber, very heartfelt piece. Um, mostly between the, the piano and the cello. Um, and it, it just repeats a very similar theme throughout. Um, I had this other piece called Mexican Minuet, which is very Mozart in style, but um, it's very Mexican in style and that it has a lot of energy. Oh, fun. So anyway. Oh, fun. Can, oh, I, I, like the, I like the idea of that. I, I, I can kind of picture that a little bit. <laughs> it's hard to describe. It's hard to describe my music in words, any music in words, because you have to listen to it. But, yeah, you really do. You know, yeah. That that's the that's the best I can do, I guess. Oh no, that's fine. <laughs> um, by the way, I'm chatting with um, Esteban Ramirez, and Esteban will be uh, performing a concert at Center Stage Theater coming up here in September. September 17th at 7 p.m. at Center Stage Theater. And if you'd like to go, you can uh, call the box office at 805-963-0408, 805-963-0408. Or you can also purchase tickets online at the Center Stage website, centerstagetheater.org. Again, that's centerstagetheater.org, and theater is spelled E-R. And to learn more about uh, Esteban, you can check out his website, uh, descanso-music.com. That's D-E-S-C-A-N-S-O-music.com. And you can learn all about uh, his music and um, everything you need to know about Esteban and his upcoming uh, concert. Um, 
And speaking of concerts, as I understand you have other concerts either coming up or, or tell us about some of your other performances that are coming up. So um, I have a, a concert in Ventura on the September 3rd at the Namba Performing Arts Space. And then um, I, I have a, one in the works, I haven't locked it in, um, in San Diego, uh, which will be this fall. In, in the fall? In the fall. Okay, fabulous. And I'm sorry, where was that one again? The second one? Uh, September 3rd in Ventura, Namba Performing Arts Space. Okay, and that's on the third. And then um, any plans for other performances later down the road or? Absolutely. I mean, you know, my booking agent's always looking for new venues, new places to perform at, and and it's just a matter of locking those in and trying to make it work. And can, can we put out your information if, if somebody wanted to book book you for their um, venue? Can we put that out or is that kind of, <laughs> or am I putting no, you on absolutely, the spot? Absolutely. Just go to my website and there's the contact information um, oh, okay. to book. Um, so that's descanso-music.com. Again, that's, yeah, the, <clears throat> excuse me, that's uh, descanso-music.com. And again, it's spelled D-E-S-C-A-N-S-O-music.com. And you can... Uh, contact your agent there and also learn more about the upcoming concerts and all the other good stuff on the website. That's right. So um, Esteban, I wanted to uh, put you a little bit on the spot. One of the things I do during my show, and I probably should have told you this before we went on, but I didn't. Uh -oh. <laughs> is I, I like to ask random questions. And sometimes these are questions that kind of have to do with with who you are and, and, and the field that you are interested in. And sometimes it's just random questions yeah, okay. i hope you don't mind if i put you on the spot a little bit and these aren't gonna well be hey life's a life's a, a journey and i'm i'm up for it then and, and yeah what does annie mame say <laughs> life's oh life's a banquet and most poor suckers are starving to death or something like that. Oh. <laughs> but um but the first question i want to ask and, and this is kind of you know in your um in your wheelhouse if you will um which band or artist, dead or alive, would play at your funeral? Oh, God. Well, Barry Manilow. Oh, okay. Because I am a fan of Lowe. Ah, uh, fan of, yes. No, I, I love his very syrupy music. Uh, I love his overdone orchestrations. And, um, <laughs> and I would say that I tend to be melodramatic in that respect i think when it comes to my music um so yeah that that would be uh that would be who i would choose okay so barry manilow and so um and he would play at your funeral <laughs> if he's still if he's still around <laughs> he's still around you said dead or alive that's true i did i was just gonna say i did say dead or alive so yeah boy talk about the waterworks coming out when he when he would perform oh i know i know well that would be a great choice That'd be pretty awesome. I can imagine people going, oh my God, it's very metal. <laughs> okay, so my next question is, um, what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Um, enjoy the, the journey. Ah, enjoy That's the journey. That's the best piece of advice. It, it, it's not about reaching the end, but it's about the process of getting there. I, I have to agree. I, I think, uh, you know, w when you think about like literally traveling, um, you know, literally, um, I, I always think it's it's more fun. You know, the actual experience of getting to the destination, you get there and you do whatever it is that you're going to. But yeah, I, I agree. The 
either literally or figuratively, the journey is is probably much more uh, much more of an experience than than actually getting there. Right, because I think I think we all we all say, oh, let's hurry up, hurry up, let's get there, let's get to point B, wherever that is. Uh, whether it's you know literal like traveling or whether it's um, it's you know philosophical like life. Um, yeah. But um, you miss a lot if you don't enjoy the process of getting there, because right. getting there is an endpoint, and it's right. it's often short lived. But um, I'm sorry, getting to point B is is an endpoint, and it's often short lived. But the process of getting there takes a lot longer, and that should be enjoyed as well. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I agree. I think, um, yeah, the process is just as important um, as, yeah, as the final result. And, you know, a lot of times when, you know, especially in like in your industry or mine, you know, in, in music or in media or in, in the theater, um, the, you know, the rehearsal is, is where you discover everything. And, well, for me, a lot of times when like, for example, if I'm doing a play, whether I'm directing or acting, um, I think a lot of times by the time the play is ready to be formed, a lot of times what happens is the actors or, or producers will say, oh, I wish the audience can see what we did to get here. Right. You know, ha what process we went through um, to arrive at this moment in the play and, and you know, why it's the way it is. And, I, and um, yeah, I often think it would be it would really be cool for people to see that process, you know, like for right. you, for someone to be able to see how you, how you write music or, or how you get from, as you're saying, point A to point B, um, and, and where a piece that you're writing starts and where it ends up and how it changes throughout that whole process. A lot of people don't get to see that. Right. Right. And it takes a lot. I mean, that's 90% of the time of getting to like in, in your scenario to a play that's being seen, uh, you know, there's a lot of work that goes into right. crafting that play, um, and uh, you know, it's it's a really nice, wonderful, creative process that um, you know, people forget to yeah. enjoy sometimes. Right, and 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 it's unfortunate that an audience, and again, whether it's music or theater or or visual arts or what have you, um, the audience doesn't get to come with you on that process and it would be nice if there was right. a way to for them to see how it all how it all comes together you know how it right you know not just the end result right okay so uh one more question and then um and then you know <laughs> no more on the spot type stuff okay. um so the last one is um if you can instantly become one what would you want to be an expert in <laughs> oh god <laughs> what would I want to be an expert in? Oh man, you know, I've often thought of that question in the terms of time travel. If I were to travel back in time, who would I be to make the most of it? Oh yeah. And, um, you know, that's a good question, Jim. I don't know if I have I know, a good it's kind of a, It's kind of a hard one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. because I mean, uh, ultimately, you want to be who you are, um, and um, I'd have to say, uh, okay, the term doctor comes to mind. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe not in the medical sense, but more in the healer kind of sense. Oh, okay. In in, in the in the um, in a way of of being able to provide knowledge and and advice and guidance. Because um, I, you know, I'm not a spring chicken, but you've learned a lot in life. Right, right. And, uh, you definitely uh, want to be able to to prevent other people from uh, not making the most of it. Right, right. Well, and and I have to say for myself too. I don't know <clears throat> if I could answer this question either, because really, what I'd want to, you know, give um, advice in, um, or what I'd want to be an expert in in the stuff that I already know. You know, I I would right. Like I would like to be able to, you know, tell somebody about. How, how does theater work? How does radio work? How does, you know, media work? And, you know, those are things that I know now, and I wouldn't mind sharing that with somebody who's coming up in those industries, maybe. So, yeah, I don't know if I could answer that very easily <laughs> myself, you know, to become an expert in something. It's like, I just want to share what I already know. <laughs> right. Now, if you had asked me, you know, do I, uh, if you went back in time, what would you be? You know, I gave you my yeah. answer, but to well, here's... be the person I want to be now, I don't know. Other than me, yeah. I don't know. Well, and, and how about this question? Um, you know, and a lot of times this question's posed uh, to people is, um, if you can go back to your younger self, what would you tell, you know, you when you were 15 or a teenager or young adult, what would you tell your younger self about what, what to expect now? Right. You know, don't give up on the music. Yeah, you know the music business is is brutal, um, but uh, uh, my younger self would would say just keep doing it. I mean, again, it goes back to enjoy the journey. Right. Know, writing, creating is is part of the the best part of my life, mm -hmm. uh, and not necessarily performing. Right. Um, but um, uh, my younger self. Uh, took a long time before it said, hey, you know what? I write some good music. Yeah. Um, and I should have embraced that a lot sooner. Uh, I, I agree with that for, for myself as well. I wish I had pursued stuff quicker or, or yeah. If, if I can tell my younger self, you know, just get on it, just just do it. <laughs> you, you, and, and again, going back to the whole journey um, idea, it's like, um, Maybe, you know, you have good days and bad days. Maybe you um, write music or, or or somebody creates something like, you know, artwork. And maybe it's, you know, you have this fabulous day of creativity and maybe it's not. Maybe you have a day where it's like you barely get the pen going. Right. <laughs> but at least you got the pen going. You know what right. I mean? It's like, um, yeah, don't give up. It's like maybe, maybe um, you know, a writer has writer's block or or what have you. But at least... If you write, it was a dark and stormy night, and that's all you get. At least you've written that much, right? Exactly. And, and and don't be discouraged by the fact that you've you know maybe you had a bad day with you know with whatever uh, field you're um, you're in, you know, right. whether right. it's art. very true. Yeah, very yeah. true. Well, um, Esteban, we're just about out of time, but before we go, I just want to get out your information uh, one more time, and then. 
um, if you have anything else to add as well. Um, Esteban's concert, um, Esteban Ramirez Romance Tour, will be at Center Stage Theater on uh, September 17th at 7 p.m. And I believe that's a Saturday. Correct. Because I, I could look it up on a calendar. But um, but uh, again, September 17th at 7 p.m. Center Stage Theater. For tickets, you want to call 805-963-0408, 963-0408. Or you can also order tickets online at centerstagetheater.org. That's centerstagetheater.org. And theater spelled E-R, centerstagetheater.org. And to learn more about Esteban and his work, you can check out his website, uh, descanso-music.com. That's D-E-S-C-A-N-S-O-music.com to learn more about Esteban and what he's doing and and all that good stuff. And uh, before we go, um, Esteban, anything else that you wanted to put out there as far as the concert or anything um, you know about your um, music? Just come on down if you're looking to enjoy some good music. Um, love to have you there and uh, entertain you for a little bit. Excellent, excellent. And yeah, we're all looking forward to it. And I think it's going to be a fabulous concert. And again, September 17th, 7 p.m. at Center Stage and uh, 963-0408 for the tickets. Um, and for me, if you want to learn more about my show, it's called Jim on the Air, and it's available on most uh, platforms on Spotify, um, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, just to name a few. Again, it's Jim on the Air. And you can also learn more about it on my website, jimsuriani.com. That's J I M S I R I A N N I.com. And thank you, Esteban, for joining us. And, um, Thank you, everybody, for listening, and we will catch you next time. Bye-bye, everybody.